0: back to more John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having
1: a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Rob Trimlin for John Chuckery Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Let's do an index here. A bunch of uh, just random numbers and things and a you seem to enjoy this one. And here's what I used last week when, um, when Dom was here for you, and I'm curious to see what, what your take is. Number of states that include cursive writing Ooh. in their curriculum. 24. Can you write in cursive?
0: Yes, I can. You can. Yes, I was probably one of the last few classes that we actually had learned to write in cursive. Because they don't, like, 24 out of 50 states, like, they, they don't do it anymore. I think Georgia is one of the states where they don't do it anymore. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think a lot of kids can't even tell time on a clock with hands.
0: Really? Yes. Wow. And
1: funny thing, when you think about time in the abstract, what time it is, I picture a clock. Yeah. It's like what time is it? Three thirty. I see the the little hand on the three and the big mm. hand on the six. six. That's, yep. That's what I see. How about this, Luka Doncic? We know the year he's having. Taking on the Clippers tonight. To say he's been dominant. Against the Clippers in his career is a vast understatement. He's averaging thirty-two point six points per game. Only Wilt Chamberlain and Michael Jordan have averaged more points per game against a single opponent in their careers, and that's a minimum of six games, by the way. It's pretty good. Yep. Uh, Kentucky lost at home tonight. They are one in three in SEC play. I'm talking about basketball, of course. Worst start in the SEC since '86 and '87. The loss snapped a 28-game home win streak for Kentucky, which was the lo- second-longest active streak in Division I Gonzaga still has 75 consecutive wins at home. Second-longest longest streak in D1 now belongs to Auburn at 27 games. And, of course, Georgia Bulldogs and Mike White beat Bruce Pearl in Auburn a week ago, and Mike White like 6-3 and three has, against uh, Bruce Pearl.
0: Quick question. Has Coach Calipari and that kind of lure of Kentucky that they used to have, is that almost all the way gone now?
1: It seems like it, right? Yeah. It seems. What's the farthest they've gotten most recently in the tournament? I can't even remember. I can't. I can't remember either. I have to look it up. Only three primary shortstops in the expansion era of baseball have produced more WAR through their age twenty seven season. Two of the three are in the Hall of Fame, and the other hit nearly seven hundred career home runs. Talking about Alex Rodriguez, Robin Yount, Cal Ripken, and Carlos Correa. <laughs> that saga finally finally signed with the Twins, right?
0: Uh, pending and physical pending, so, a, pending the physical so it's not <laughs> it's not over yet <laughs> and you know how these other physicals have gone it might be safe to say that there might be
1: trouble yeah it might be trouble there's a there's a fascinating video out max freed facing correa in like some sort of all-star game Jameis winston steals home yep oh i remember yep. that no. yes james, i do good remember baseball that baseball player james good yeah. baseball player um Here's one for you. Number of number of states that allow roadkill to be salvaged for food. How many states allow that?
0: I really hope it's less than ten.
1: It's thirty-one. Oh my
0: gosh! <laughs> Yikes! It's hey not man, good.
1: Hey man, can't grill it till you kill it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know lacrosse has grown. Like, I mean, I remember when I was working on a show called Prep Sports. High School Sports Magazine show, TV yep. in like 1994, yep. did a story on lacrosse. And now a few teams started playing lacrosse. Now it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Everybody's got lacrosse. They got travel teams now. Yes, they do. Like, it's yes, huge. Do. Yep. There's been a 35% increase in number of Americans playing lacrosse since 2012. How about this? What do you think the rank of lacrosse is among sports with the most concussions?
0: I would say... Tenth.
1: It's second. Second. Fine football. You know what's third? Soccer. Wow. Heading of the ball. A lot yeah. of concussions. Yeah. And apparently uh, a lot of girls that play soccer, there's something about the uh, physiology of a, of a girl that, or a female that is more conducive to torn ACLs for whatever reason. That's why it's a oh. big problem in uh, soccer amongst, uh, amongst uh, women. How about this? In New York City, you can get your baby stroller cleaned and detailed. How much do you think that would cost? Way too much
0: money. It probably costs like 80 bucks. $119. Jeez. Why? <laughs> Just why would you do that? There's no reason. The kid's not going to be in it for, It's kid's going to be in it for what, a max
1: three years? Right, right. I know. And you should see, the ones they have now are pretty fancy, too. I mean, they're like. Oh, Cadillac yeah, they got Vesco, some hot rods out got there. Got some hot rods. Got the rims, low profile tires, all the things. Because spinners on it if you want to. Yeah. How about this? Remember that, remember that stat I came up with uh, last week? The percentage of apartments, they're now being built to where if mm-hmm. you don't make over $75,000 a year, you can't afford it. It's like uh, 84%. What percentage of renters do you think spend half their income on rent? Oh,
0: probably like 90?
1: It's actually only 28%. Really? I think that number's gone up. This stat's kind of old. I think it's gone up substantially because, you remember, the rent is too damn high. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Rob Tribble in for uh, John Chuckley with you till, with you till eleven o'clock, and tomorrow, Hawks are uh, hosting the Bucks. Coming off that that two and two uh, road trip out west, got a win against uh, the Kings and the Clippers, lost to the Lakers and an underman Golden State team in uh, double overtime. Rent, it's too damn high. <laughs> I love that guy. Too
0: damn high. Too
1: damn high. <laughs> How about this? Eagles have five players that have generated at least 35 quarterback pressures in 2022, 50 sacks for the Eagles this year. Wow. That's crazy. Four, five players have generated at least 35 pressures. I think they have
0: They have four players who have at least 10. At least
1: 10, right? Wow. And who's there, our defensive line coach? Tracy Rocker, who would be a pretty good candidate for the Falcons uh, Defensive coordinator job as well. Yep, because we could use some good old pass rush. That's right. All right, which offense in the NFL has relied most on rookies this year? It was Seattle. Their offense featured first-year players at a league-high mark of 22.9% of snaps, including both starting tackles. So, Seattle is going to the playoffs with Geno Smith at quarterback, and they have two rookie starting tackles.
0: Yep, rookie running back. Yep, um, yeah, they
1: they they're young. They're young man. Yep, the Bears defense had the highest percentage of um rookies playing a per snap at twenty nine point two percent. But what do the Bears need right now? And apparently, the Bears brass up there said that they expect him back at quarterback next year. Okay, can we can See we get can we get that kid out of Harrison High School? Some wide receivers, though, perhaps somebody to throw the ball to.
0: Right, he needs something.
1: Because I'm telling you, no man. No line, two would be nice for him? I mean, the way he runs, that's going to cut six, seven years off his career. Yeah. I mean, that he's just running way too much. Way, way, way too much. Fun to watch. Amazing. But he can throw the ball, too. I mean, he can throw the ball. We do know that. So, that, that's, the, uh, that's the index for today. Always uh, interesting things going around as far as that goes. And uh, some of the other things, of course, Georgia winning back-to-back titles. 75% of their roster coming back. Next year, and they've lured a, a couple of pretty elite wide receivers in the transfer portal, a kid from uh, Mississippi State, another kid from Missouri who's an, who's an all-SE, all-SEC uh, receiver, and also you have Ladd McConkey coming back, Brock Bowers, et al., 75% of that roster. And Carson Beck, likely your starter next year? We shall see, certainly. And John Collins, the uh, trade rumors yet again, and it seems like now the Hawks want a King's ransom for him, something like a Donovan Mitchell Mitch, or – Rudy Gobert-type situation where teams will give up a king's ransom for his services. And, um, you uh, know, Dylan, I want that stat again about John Collins because I don't want him to be traded. I like this. I like these three guys. I like Trey. I like Collins. I like Jante Murray. I, I wish they were on the floor more often. But I, who was it that I
0: – Caleb Johnson. Caleb I got... Johnson
1: crunched these numbers and is fascinating.
0: Yes. So, it the Hawks are, I believe it was 10-3. and 3. I'm going to look for the exact tweet. But the Hawks are 10-3. and 3. When John Collins takes between 10 and 15 field goal attempts. So that's the sweet spot. 10 and 3 when he takes uh, 10 to 15 field goal attempts. They are 0 in, I believe it was 5. Give me a second. I'm going to find the exact tweet here. I'm scrolling through. And then I think they were like 5 and 8 when he took uh, less than 10. I'll have it here for I have the exact number here in just a second. All right, I got it. 10 and 3 when John takes between 10 and 15 field goal attempts, 0 and 4 when he takes more than 15, and a 5 and 8 when he takes less than 10. So he needs between 10 and 15 shots. And like I said, the Hawks are going to the NBA Finals. <laughs>
1: That's a sweet spot, though, 10 and 15. Which, which is good. That's the exact number of, uh, of shots That's I believe need. he needs. Yeah. yeah. Make half of them, you got 20 points. Easily. Right? Unbelievable. That, that's, a, that's a great stat, and a hats off to Caleb Johnson for that. There you go. And what does Jonte Murray say? We just need to give him the damn ball. That's yep. all. How about this? Spencer Rattler coming back to South Carolina for the 2023 season. So are they gonna, so How old is he going to be? I know. I was about to say. <laughs> they're going <laughs> to jump on him for being old as well. But I can see why, though. South Carolina has a lot of momentum heading into the off season, certainly. And they might be a tough out for Georgia next year, unless uh, Shane Beamer – Takes the uh, Michigan Michigan job if uh, Harbaugh decides to go to the Broncos or wherever he may end up going. So we shall see as uh, far as that goes. But Georgia's schedule next year, I can't stress enough how disappointed I am at that. You got Ball State. You got UT Martin open the season with them. Then Ball State comes to town back-to-back cupcake games for the defending national champions. Then South Carolina comes to Athens, and then – UAB comes to Athens. UAB, not a joke of a program. And I know I talked about earlier how you had all those upsets last year, Georgia Southern getting Scott Frost fired by going out to Lincoln and beating Nebraska, Texas A&M getting beaten by App State. And that led Appalachian State to have college game day on their campus, and they won that game, up, I think, on a Hail Mary. So just very exciting time up there in Boone, North Carolina for them. Marshall goes in and beats Notre Dame. So I understand that, but that's an embarrassing schedule. Why can't we get more sexy games in college football? And why can't those games be on campus? I hate the neutral site games. I know they make money from the neutral site games, but I'm telling you, and I hope when they expand the playoffs to 12, there will be more on-campus games. Wouldn't it be great? I mean, remember the buzz when Notre Dame came to Athens? Or when Georgia went up to South Bend and took over that stadium a few years ago, it was mostly Georgia fans. I want to see more of those games on campus. Why else? Why are you putting so much money into these stadium upgrades if you're only going to use them a few times a year and go to a neutral site? I don't understand it. I don't understand it whatsoever. It's it's such a such a weird thing. And of course, Dean Pease, as I mentioned earlier, has retired as a Falcons defensive coordinator. Lots of possibilities out there. And certainly he developed a, a defense made up of, of cast-offs. Island of Misfit Toys, the guys on guys on one-year prove-it deals, Who and the defense did kind of overachieve. Eight of the ten games the Falcons lost were by one possession or less, a couple of uh, three-pointers. Some came down the last possession. And outside of uh, the Rams game and that debacle up in Cincinnati, the defense actually overachieved. Of course, some upgrades are needed. Dean Pease was saying, need somebody to help A.J. Terrell out. So draft a corner, need some defensive line help to help Grady Jarrett. And just, uh, I would say, supplement the offensive line with our free agents. But we'll see what Terry Fontenot decides to do. And probably need another receiver, too, not wide receiver one. That's going to be Drake Lund, and he's proven that. So lots to be optimistic about. As far as the Braves, of course, would you believe pitchers and catchers report in less than a month? We'll be talking baseball, and it's going to be weird seeing uh, – Dansby in a Cubs uniform, certainly. But he got paid. Good for him. And Alex Anthopoulos has already pretty much told you, I'm not overpaying. So I guess expect this to be Max Freed's last year in a Braves uniform, too, which would be horrible to say. He's only 30. But Double A's not going to overpay. They want to stay away from that luxury tax. And so hopefully the Hawks can get things going. And we'll go from there. But certainly it's fun winning, though. My teams are winning titles. Atlanta United a few years ago. Of course, the Braves two years ago. Now Georgia back to back. So lots to be excited about. All right, going to come back. We're going to rank them. Let's do that next, shall we? Sports Radio 929 the game. Sports Radio 929 the game.
0: Georgia! Two years back to back championships. Way to go, dogs. From
1: Sports Radio 929 the game. All right, we're going to go inside the mind of our intrepid producer, Dylan Matthews. Welcome back. Rob Triplett for uh, John Chuckery, and this is where we rank him. He sets it up for me, and I rank him according to my limited opinion and limited scope on this mortal coil. What you got, Dylan? (laughs) All right.
0: We are going to start where we have been really all show long, the national championship. Georgia winning back-to-back national championships and the odds are already out for who's going to win the 2024 national championship. If you haven't heard already, I'll give you the odds now. Georgia at plus 250. Ohio State plus 400. Alabama plus 425. Michigan at plus 750. Clemson, UOC, Texas, LSU, round down the list. But the top four, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan. So the question is, the rank of is Rob Tribble, how would you rank out of Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, and Michigan. How would you rank those teams in order of most likely to win the Natty next year?
1: Well, as a Georgia fan, going back to the seventies been going to games in Athens since then. Rabid Bulldog fan, but I think David Pollack awakened the sleeping giant, Nick <laughs> Saban by saying Georgia is the program right now. And Nick just sitting there just simmering. Seething. You Alabama one. Georgia two. Ohio State three. I think Michigan takes a step back. I'll put them at four. So Bama, Georgia, the Buckeyes, then the Wolverines of Michigan.
0: One thing the the Wolverines will at least have going for them a little bit. I did see Blake Corum deciding to come back. So that that, that'll at least be a little shot now for them. But I I agree. I think they take a step back next year as well. Rob Triple, we have some very interesting National days today. Oh. I'm, I'm gonna list them uh, all off. I mean today National
1: is, Hemorrhoid Day. Today uh, is
0: really random. I mean, okay. I'm gonna list them all off. Okay. We won't be able to do all of them because there's six of them. Um so I'm gonna give you the four that I wrote down. But the six national days today are National Shop for Travel Day. Shop
1: for Travel.
0: Yes. National Bittersweet Chocolate Day. Ooh. National House Plant Appreciation Day, National Save the Eagles Day. This one I'm okay with. You know, Save it's, the it, Eagles. Now I think we
1: have too many of
0: them. <laughs> we have you too many eagles out than, there.
1: You know what's better than chicken wings? Eagle wings. Have you yeah. had eagle wings? No, I'm kidding. Oh,
0: that's <laughs> true. National Oysters Rockefeller Day, Ooh. and National Cut Your Energy Costs Day. So those are all the national days. Okay. All right,
1: but, energy. I'm gonna rank these. Okay.
0: Well, I'm I'm only gonna give you four. You aren't gonna rank all six. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I'm gonna give you the four that I gave you. That I that I wrote. Shop down.
1: for travel. Bittersweet chocolate. House plant. And save the eagles.
0: No, the, the, well, some of them are in there, but here's the four I want you to rank. Okay. Bittersweet chocolate day. House plant appreciation day. Save the eagles. Oysters Rockefeller.
1: All right. Oysters Rockefeller, four. I love oysters, though. Raw raw oysters. Oysters Rockefeller, not so much. Do you really? Shop for Travel, three. Bittersweet Chocolate, two. I love houseplants. And did you know, if you talk to your houseplant... Science has shown this. If you talk to your houseplants, they grow and they thrive. They respond to that. Ah. They respond to love, Dylan, so love your houseplant.
0: I will love the love one on houseplant, houseplant we'd have.
1: Pet <laughs> it and squeeze it and all the stuff.
0: Okay. I, I fed it like a week or so ago. There so, you go. There you go. All right. With it being National Oysters Rockefeller Day, Rob Tribble, <laughs> if you had a proposal brought to you where you would make million a year for the rest of your life, Oh! but you had to eat one of these seafoods at least once a day, every day, for the rest of your life, how would you rank said seafoods? Okay. Oysters, calamari, raw sushi, not cooked sushi, raw sushi, or caviar. Rank them.
1: Caviar is overrated and gross and pretentious. That comes in at four. (laughs) This is tough because I love raw oysters. I love calamari. Oh, you really? Okay. It's not of- fried calamari. Oh, it's not? No. Okay. It's regular calamari. And that's three. Okay. Sushi, uh, raw sushi do- as well. Oyster. Sushi is one. Sushi, oysters, calamari, and caviar. And by the way, you I-
0: like raw sushi? Of
1: course I do. Sushi's What? Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I can't, can't get there. A lot of people don't.
0: I don't like, Just, I don't really like fish, period, or seafood, period, unless oh, really? it's fried. Oh, really? You're one of those guys. I only like fried seafood. Oh, I got you. Well. Yeah.
1: But I'll tell you this one thing about uh, calamari, the fried variety. Uh-huh. A friend of mine, Michael Condon, is a chef. Runs Vada Bean Catering. Okay. Trained in New York. He has the best calamari I've really? ever had. He soaks it in milk for Ooh. like two days. Gets the rubbery Thing out of it oh
0: really yes okay see that's the
1: i've never had fried calamari
0: but i always hear that's the complaint it's too rubbery
1: not you soak it in milk for a couple of days or okay. just a day yep that's, that's the trip. that's the key that's, that's the uh, calamari hack The calamari hack. The cal- your, your daily calamari hack brought to you by <laughs> the john it. chuckery
0: show okay we have our playoff matchups set the playoff bracket is basically set yep. in the nfl i'm going to give you four teams these are kind of like, seems like the four favorites to possibly make right. it to the Super Bowl. Eagles, Bills, Chiefs, 49ers, how do you rank them
1: Eagles, as far Bills, as Chiefs,
0: 49ers? How do you rank them to make it to the Super Bowl? Oof. Most likely to make it to the Super Bowl.
1: I think the Chiefs have seem kind of vulnerable. That game against Texas, I, yep. mean, I mean, the Texans, I don't know if that means anything for the postseason. I'm going to put the Chiefs at four, though. Oh, Chiefs at four. 49ers at three. Okay. Bills at two. I think the Bills are going to be riding that emotional wave, too, of their uh, fallen uh, teammate who is now doing quite well back in Buffalo. Eagles at one. Just based on those stats, you've got all those guys, four guys with at least ten sacks. Jalen Hurts is that guy. I I got the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, I hate the Eagles. I hate the Eagles.
0: So, my girlfriend is a monstrous, just crazy Crazy Eagles fan.
1: Oh, really? she from Philly.
0: She is not from Philly. She's from Greensboro, North Carolina, but she she's grown up all her life an Eagles fan. Yeah, because everybody else kind of in her family has like have been a fan of a team of the NFC East, so she she gravitated towards the Eagles. The one thing she she's kind of like my Eagles insider because she's she's heavy on the Eagles and she knows her stuff. She says the, the things that are bothering her is that one. That defense that they play um, is vulnerable to when when they're playing good quarterbacks. And two, Jalen Hurts' shoulder is still kind of nagging him that's after true. the game. That's true. It's not so, 100%. Yeah. That's his throwing shoulder, too. Yeah, that's his throwing shoulder, too. So, those are those are two kind of chinks in the, the eagle armor. I can could,
1: I could see that. Yeah, that makes sense to me. But,
0: but still does, a very good pick.
1: But why does a mobile quarterback bother the Eagles the way they get to the quarterback? Is there secondary...
0: It's just, she's, she says it's the, the 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 type of zone defense they're playing. It's not even the player. They have good players, and that's the reason their defense has been pretty Schematically solid. Schematically limited. Schematically limited, but the players mm. kind of make it better, the players that they have on ah, the defense. interesting. Well, so, we will you go. see.
1: Playoffs will be interesting, though, certainly.
0: Okay. Let's move on to some candy, Rob triple. Okay, here we go. This is just a random one I just came up with. Gushers, airheads, fruit roll-ups.
1: Or Lemonheads? Oh, my God. I don't like any of these. <laughs> I don't like any of these. You don't like any of these? I don't like any of them. I don't like a lot of candy. I love chocolate. I'm
0: not, I am not. love chocolate. I'm not a like, big candy like person. Like Reese's? Either. I mean, yeah. chocolate
1: and peanut butter, the perfect marriage. Right. Anything Reese's. My Smarties. If you put Smarties okay. on the list.
0: Smarties? I would. Do you like nerds? Are you a fan I, of nerds?
1: I kind of. A lot of them, a little of them go a long way, but I used to right. love nerds. But, man, as far as um, Smarties go... I love those things so much. I'd crush them up and snort them. <laughs> love Smarties. Smarties. But I, I'm sorry. I'm going to put – I'm not going to rank them. I'm, I'm going to rank them all at number four. Wow. <laughs> they're all going at number four.
0: That is <laughs> that is hilarious. Okay. Let's do this one next. So, we got some uh, good Marvel movies coming up. I, I know you, you, you said you weren't a crazy, crazy Marvel person. But uh, we got some we got some good Marvel movies coming up. So in we and also during the national championship game last night, we got a new trailer for uh, Ant-Man um, and the Wasp, uh Quantumania. We got a new trailer for that. So in in light of that, and in honor of that, your favorite Marvel movies of all time will go with the first Cat oh no, we'll actually go with Captain America. Uh, Civil War, that was the one that had everybody in it, Spider-Man and all that stuff, where Black Panther and Spider-Man got first introduced. So, Captain America Civil War, Avengers Infinity War, that was the first one with Thanos, Avengers Endgame, that was the second one where they brought everybody back, and then the last one, Avengers Age of Ultron.
1: All right, I'm going to go with the first Captain America. That's one. Okay. Uh, Avengers Infinity 2. In Game Three, I didn't see the other one. Okay. I didn't see it, so I, I've seen those three. So I, I'm going to rank it based on what I've seen. So I can't review a movie I haven't seen.
0: That is true. Cannot. Can't un- review a restaurant I've never eaten at. That's right. You can't do it. All right. What I will have you do? Let's do. <laughs> since you said you were a fan of chocolate, let's rank some uh, some candy bars. Oh, cool. Snickers. This one isn't necessarily chocolate, but it's a it's a candy bar that's with still that, pretty nuked, good. It, yes. Payday. Hershey's with almonds. Reese's peanut butter cups.
1: Oh, it's no brainer. Reese's comes in at number one. Gotta be. Gotta be. Snickers two, payday three. I'm not a big fan of Hershey chocolate. Like chocolate Really? Bar, I'm not a big fan. No nope. wow. something. I'm just not a big fan.
0: I love Hershey's. Especially the one with the almonds. I love chocolate covered almonds or anything like that, I love, man. I, I eat that stuff up. Okay.
1: What about what you it? I used to love that one, girl. Ah, I forgot about what McCall it? Whatchamacallit? Still, around. <laughs> Still around.
0: Still around. Still around. All right. Let's uh let's go go to some uh some easy breakfast, okay. aka cereal, cinnamon toast crunch, fruit loops. Let's do chocolate, chocolatey pebbles. Not fruit. Uh, what are the other ones are fruity, fruity pebbles yeah. or whatever they call. Let's do the chocolate cocoa pebbles. Cocoa pebbles. There you go. So cinnamon toast crunch, fruit loops, cocoa pebbles, and then cookie crisp. Have you ever had Cookie Crisp? I
1: did. That's an old school one. That's that's coming in at number four, by the way. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, that's a solid two. I'm going to work this out. Cocoa Pebbles is definitely one. Fruit Loops is three. Now, the thing about Cocoa Pebbles is
0: you got to eat them quick.
1: You get that chocolate milk at the end yeah. of it, man. That's delicious, so it's going to go.
0: you got to eat them quick, though, or they get soggy they pretty do. fast. They do.
1: Cocoa pebbles. Or
0: just can't put as much milk in it.
1: And I'll go uh, cinnamon toast crunchy, too. That's a solid one, too. The milk is good after that. Fruity pebbles are delicious. Cookie crisp, eh. I'll eat it if that's all there is in there. So Okay. There
0: you go. Um, Rob, I actually want to end this rank them with, with a bang. with a little story. I'm actually a little story. <laughs> a little story. Okay. <laughs> story time with And a, I actually just story time I actually just scrolled across this <laughs> when I was scrolling through Twitter and I just want your opinion on it cuz I think it's pretty funny. So, some random person, I don't know any of these people involved in this. But uh, I saw a tweet from a girl. She said she hit a she hit up um she hit this guy's car. They checked the cars, they were okay. Everybody was okay. And um, she asked the dude if he was okay, and he was like, yeah. And he, she was like, are you sure? And he was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, but can I get your number? And she was like, I have a boyfriend. And he was like, oh, I think I should call my insurance company then.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. What, a, uh, what, what, what kind a of dude, move is that? Man. How many failed relationships are in that guy's <laughs> rearview mirror? How right. many failed relationships <laughs> is he going to endure the rest of his miserable life, too? What a manipulator, Ugh. Oh, Mr. man. Mr. Red Flag is what we're going to call him. That, yeah, I just saw it. I that's thought that awful. was pretty funny. <laughs> I was like, that's not game.
0: That's not good game. That's just, that's just bad.
1: Nope, nope. All right, we're going to come back. This day in history. On this day in history, an iconic television show that's predicted a lot of world events, by the way, debuted on this date. And also, one of the most iconic plays in NFL history with Tom Brady in attendance. All that is coming up next. This day in history, they're going to wrap things up, and I will say goodbye, and I'll talk to you again on Thursday.
0: Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. There's been a lot of big games, and I think that's what is great for the kids. great opportunity for our program, and to be on a national stage, it's a great opportunity. Winning one championship is hard. Winning two back to back is amazing. Congratulations, dogs. You've earned it. From Sports Radio 929, the game.
1: Sports Radio 929, the game. Rob, triple in for John Shuckery. And by the way, you got those things ready, don't you? We have, we have some interesting things here. How about this? On this day in 1982, Candlestick Park, Tom Brady in attendance to watch this miracle finish by his 49ers over the Dallas Cowboys. They're six yards away from Pontiac. Third and three. We'll see a pick of some kind on the right side, possibly. Montana looking, looking Throwing in the end zone. caught it. Dwight Clark. There you go. I remember that very well because I hated the 49ers with a passion because they beat up on my Falcons. That's one thing I hated. The 49ers' dominant run, and the bad thing is every time they won the Super Bowl, they do do a, a season retrospective, and it just constantly showed highlights against the Falcons. I mean, it, it was uh, and there was one particular game in general. I think it was Charles Demery. It was a safety for the Falcons or cornerback, and Jerry Rice just torched him to the tune of like 230 yards and four touchdowns, and that became a verb in Atlanta. You just got Demried. So if you get <laughs> how about this one, 1945, no one elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. i I think the Hall of Fames are getting a little too crowded right now. We talked about that last week. Some guys shouldn't be in there. And as Deion Sanders said, that head don't belong with my head, as he famously uh, said that. And how about this one? George Foreman, 74 years old today. You know how much money he's made off the George Foreman grill? About $200 million for that endorsement. Did you know Hulk Hogan turned down the opportunity to endorse what now became the George Foreman grill because he chose instead to go with the Hulkamania meatball maker? That failed. George Foreman ends up winning, earning $200 million. On this day back in 2006, this Australian woman in court because she repeatedly stabbed her partner with scissors because he kept playing the Elvis Presley song, Burning Love, over and over and over. So she just kept stabbing him and stabbing him and stabbing him. (laughs) How about this? On this date... On this date, 1988, Grandpa and the Kids first aired on the Tracy Allman Show. He's your grandpa. Now get in there and talk to him. Gather around, kids, and I'll tell you about the good old days. You know, when I was your age, I had to walk 20 miles just to get to school and back then we didn't have pacifiers we had to suck on pieces of wood and in my day we didn't have tv sets we used to sit on our grandpa's lap all evening and listen politely to his entertaining stories was your grandpa a liar too no but his lap was awful slippery once upon a time, there was a happy little elf. Can't something bad happen to the elf? The happy little elf hummed a happy little too. Oh, come on, man. But suddenly, the happy little elf stopped.
0: Why'd the happy little elf stop?
1: Because he realized he was actually a clumsy little elf. And that, of course, became The Simpsons. Simpsons spawned from the Tracy Ullman Show. And did you know how many times The Simpsons have accurately predicted the future? They predicted the Trump presidency, the Siegfried and Roy tiger attack. You remember that act in Vegas, and uh, well, they had the tiger attack, which eventually uh, just basically Roy Horn was attacked ten years after the episode aired. Uh, video chats—the notion now we can chat via video. Well, this this uh, was aired in, in the or what was it? Early two thousands that that they pretty much predicted zoom skype and google hangout and facetime et etc cetera, et cetera. u.s winning the golden curling they did that in season 21 and of course they won the u.s the u.s won the golden in uh in curling so a lot of times there's been like 30 instances where the uh simpsons have predicted the future so if you're a conspiracy theorist or as i call it spoiler alert it's basically like the uh the cabal that runs the world kind of gives Matt Graney uh, what's going to happen. He puts it in a Simpsons episode, and it comes true.
0: So I, I need that Simpsons-Falcons-win-the-Super Bowl episode. I know. We need that one, Don. I we? need that one.
1: Or or we're going to have the Simpsons-Hawks-trade-John Collins episode. I right. <laughs>
0: Is that what we're just waiting on? Are we waiting for the Simpsons <laughs> episode to drop before we actually that's trade him? Right,
1: that's right. That's uh, right. On this date, 2016, very sad day for me. David Bowie passed away. And, uh, of course, he would just abruptly change musical genres. The only reason he came out, Niall Rogers produced that album of his. I think it was Let's Dance with uh, Blue Jean, Let's Dance, China Girl, all those. David Bowie made that album because he needed money. David Bowie's a type of artist, he would write hits just to make money. Otherwise, he had no interest in writing hits, so to speak. That, that's basically what, what David Bowie did. So, there you go. There's your uh, day in history. But how about that? The Hulkamania Meatball maker. Hulk Hogan went with that. George Foreman went with the grill, made $200 million, and Hulk Hogan's meat, the Hulkamania meatball maker, failed. <laughs> All right, so uh, what did we learn today? Well, we learned that uh David Pollack might be uh, responsible for uh, Alabama winning the national championship next year. We learned that there is rational hatred towards Stetson Bennett. And. Um, We also learned uh, Falcons looking for a new defensive uh, coordinator. Dean P steps down at the age of uh, 73. And the defense made great strides this year, certainly with a very, very limited roster. Very limited roster.
0: There's another thing that we didn't learn today, but some other people might have learned today.
1: What's that? Rap. it's too damn high. (laughs) He's right. That is one of the funniest things. When that dude ran for governor in 2010 up in New York, You have uh, Cuomo up on stage, that toe tag, and some other dude, and then you have that guy. Rent is too damn high. But he's right, though. It's too damn high. (laughs) All those apartments being built all around the city. You see them everywhere. Guess what? Most of y'all can't even afford them. And they're little closets, too. They're little bitty apartments also. So that's what they're trying to do. And I think BlackRock is buying up all the houses, too. They bought up an amazing amount of real estate. I think they're trying to force us into apartments, only so they can control us, I think. So I think we have a dystopian future waiting, so I hope the Falcons and Hawks can hurry up and win a title before the world ends and the rapture comes. <laughs> so Hawks back on the airwaves tomorrow after a 2-2 two two West Coast road trip. You got the uh, Bucks coming to town. They've had some success against them. And hopefully we can have a corrective emotional experience on Friday when they go up to Indianapolis and take on the Pacers. That was the worst Hawks game I watched all year. Listless lethargic, not interested in being there. Saturday is the Raptors, and uh, on Monday the the Heat come to town. Then they go out and take on the Dallas Mavericks on uh, Wednesday. I guess leading up to that game is when Atlanta Talk Radio is going to ramp up the uh, the buyer's remorse for the Luka for a uh, trade trade, I guess. <laughs> but they're, they're going to be forever linked. And we're starting to see that now, unfortunately. And, of course, the NFL playoffs uh, start this weekend, and Interesting thing, I love that tweet. that Mike, Mike Conte tweets a lot of interesting things. Good follow on Twitter. He tweeted that had Grady Jarrett not been flagged for roughing the passer, that horrible call in Tampa Bay, had the Falcons won that game and the rest of the season proceeded the way it actually did, the Falcons would actually be in the playoffs. And Arthur Smith enjoying a honeymoon period right now, I think the majority of the fan base likes what he's doing, likes what he's about. I certainly do. But uh, next year, it's time for results. It is time for results. Let's revamp that roster, get some talent in here. Let's get some guys that can uh, get to the quarterback. Let's supplement that D-line, get another cornerback, another wide receiver, maybe bring in a couple. of. You need to fix that interior of the offensive line, though. Dominant center, they've had a couple of bad center quarterback exchanges on uh, Sunday. That could be a count, though, that how many quarterbacks do you see under center? You don't in college. They're all in the shotgun, it seems like. So that's an issue. But they've got to fortify that interior of the line to solidify the passing attack if you can be as balanced as the Falcons want to be next year, which I think will probably be like 60-40 run to pass, I would imagine. But up the middle, you're vulnerable there. It's center and one of the guard positions. So that's going to have to be fixed as well. Another wide receiver maybe in the fourth or fifth round, something like that. I hope the first three picks are devoted defense. And maybe the first four. Get a cornerback maybe at four. Maybe three, though, if you have a guy that really stands out. And uh, as for Stetson Bennett's uh, draft possibilities, now, he has certainly uh, raised his profile a little bit. Now, anywhere between fifth and seventh. When the season started, no one expected him to get drafted at all. And he still may not. But they just thought he'd be probably an undrafted free agent invited to somebody's camp. And you know, Kirby Smart Pretty good player in his own right. He was signed as an undrafted free agent by the Colts and didn't last very long, though. He said, I'm sitting here facing Marvin Harrison, and I've never seen guys come at me as fast as that. Kirby is a good DB at Georgia, a bit of a ball hawk, and I think he's still fifth or sixth all-time in interceptions there with 13. And and I covered Kirby as a player, and I knew back then, back then we had a little bit more access to players than we do now. I knew back then talking to him though when he was a player at Georgia, I go, this guy's gonna be a coach. There was just something about him. You just saw the intensity and everything else. You have something to say, Dylan, or you're just listening intently because I'm so interesting. Both. Both.
0: <laughs> I do want to go ahead and say that uh, Clint Capella has already been ruled out as a quick hawks update. What for a shock. Tomorrow. So yeah, not not crazy breaking news. That, that ever lingering
1: calf issue. And that sucks. the dude has talent, clearly. Yeah. But he doesn't do you any good in street clothes. He's
0: exactly he's I think with all the Hawks starters, we're like eight and two or something like that. We have a very good record right. when all know, our starters are in. I
1: know,
0: um, but we just haven't had our starters in. Nope, and nope. he's been a—he's like—he's still in the top five in rebounding. Might That's be like crazy. top four or something like that. Just that right calf strain is really,
1: really getting him. But as I mentioned earlier, Okongwu, even Giannis said he's one of the few guys that actually want to d up on me and, and actually get physical with him. He did say that about a congo. And a congo has some virtues as a player, but Capella is a better player, but he just can't stay healthy. And of course, as we mentioned early, Jonte Murray talked about John Collins, the inconsistent. We just need to get him the damn ball. And um well, you heard Dylan come up tell me the numbers where anywhere between ten and fifteen shots, the Hawks are what, ten and three? Yes. Yep, there you go. So there's the key right there. Oh and so,
0: four when he gets more than fifteen, and five and eight when he gets less than ten. Yep.
1: Oh, and by the way, we got playoff football all day on Sunday. Dolphins at Bills—that's the uh, one o'clock kickoff. What's the weather? I gotta look up the weather in Buffalo on Sunday. Is it gonna be one of those things? Because they've got—they've had two horrible storms this year, and I wonder if uh, Buffalo is gonna be that way on uh, Sunday, and that could prove difficult for the um, for the Dolphins. Well, it's also difficult enough too.
0: If Tua plays, do you give Miami any chance? I don't know if Tua's gonna play or not. He's still in concussion protocol. I know.
1: I, I think Tua'll be shut down for yeah for the year, if you ask me, maybe even his career. It looks like on Sunday, high of 33. Not, that's not. It's not too bad up there right now. It's not too bad. So that time of day is probably going to be a little bit below freezing, about 30 degrees.
0: Goodness.
1: Yep. And then you have on uh, also on Sunday, we get the Giants and Vikings. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants go in and beat the The Vikings just seem the most vulnerable, what, 12 13 win team I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah, they seem the most fraudulent yep. 12 double digit win team ever.
1: Yep. Then we have uh, Ravens and uh, Bengals on Sunday. That's after a game two. I think Joe Burrow and the Bengals are just going to go off and open up a can on the Ravens. Lamar Jackson or no Lamar Jackson. That, that's pretty much what I, how I feel about that. So And then on Monday, we have Cowboys and Buccaneers. A playoff game on a Monday, isn't that weird? well, you
0: know. The they' Cowboys are Buccaneers. Stretching out any way they can.
1: And Dak has not looked very good. He's missed five games, still leads the league in interceptions. They just seem to keep turning the ball over. They opportunistically beat the Eagles by getting 20 points off of takeaways. They, are, they have been pretty good about that. But uh, I think it would be the funniest thing in the world. Somehow Tom Brady wins an eighth Super Bowl. Oh, the resentment and hate towards him would just reach a boiling point, and I would love every second of it. So I guess that's it. I don't have to come back for a shorty or nothing. I can go, can I? I'm going to go eat some maybe Chinese food and watch a movie and then go to bed. That's what I'm going to do. All right, Dylan, thank you, sir. Back with you on a Thursday. we got Hawks and Bucks tomorrow night right here Sports Radio, 19.9 The Game.